sweaters and blankets. Batavia's got them all. That means it's cold. And you know what that means? It is that time of year for us to talk about what failed in our gardens this year. I know it's your favorite kind of episode. That's right. We fail too. Right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening as we learn to grow and grow for change. Did you fail? We fell down, but <laughs> we get up. Hold on. For a saint, it's just a sinner who fell down. All right. Um, so some of you all will connect with that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really struggling with referring to them as fails, but I'm going to own it. Because I think it's probably the thing that is most descriptive that people can connect with. I'm going to own it as definite fails. So <laughs> wait for me. It's okay. Wait for me. For okay. me. For okay. me. For me. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. So in a word, yes, I did. I have. I will. Okay. Right. All right. We got it. So. Uh, yeah. So before we get started, please check out all of our links below. They will really help us out. Be a, become a patron if you feel so inclined, a donation if you feel so inclined, Amazon stores, all that good stuff. Um, we have a listener question today and I want to say this. I didn't realize because Leonard didn't realize us that we were getting questions on backyardgardenstv.com. So if you go to our website, BackyardGardensTV.com, there is a place where you can leave comments, drop us a comment or a question, and now we know how to get to them. So we are going to bless you with a question from the website. And if you feel so inclined, you can do one on Instagram at BackyardGardensTV or YouTube at BackyardGardensTV. So, you ready? Yes. This is multi-part, so I'm going to break it down into sections the best I can so everybody help me out here or work with me. So, hi, I love your podcast. Well, thank you so much. I have been gardening for a few years and I love to grow exotic and rare plants, herbs, flowers, as well as food for my family. But we have so many pests on our veggies. It grosses me out and I don't want to eat them. I've always let the oak leaf litter mix into the beds and usually leave the roots of dead plants in the ground to feed the soil. But it just dawned on me that maybe this is not a good garden hygiene and maybe I should be better about keeping the garden beds clean. I always thought the leaf litter would nourish the soil, but am I incubating pests? So we'll, we'll stop right there. Is she, and yes, this is a female. So is she incubating pests? I don't think we can know for sure. Um, I'm of the mindset. I try to keep the garden tidy for that reason. So like, you know, minimize that as a possibility. Um, so right. I had to look up what oak leaf litter was. Um, and I mean, well, it's just oak, yeah. oak leaves that fall out of the trees. Yeah. So I, I have recently started to use leaves as a mulch 
And I don't feel like I've had any trouble again, a singular year. So let me be frank. I don't feel like I've had any trouble with um, any more pests than normal. So um, I'm going to go with perhaps not the oak leaf litter, but my ears did perk up when she described leaving plants in place, which I know is a really common practice for many. Yeah. So I leave all my roots and I clip them and leave the roots to decompose. Um, I use. Yes, ma'am. So the part that I didn't get from the question is whether or not she's cutting it, the plants at like the base and leaving the roots to decompose like you do, or perhaps if there's still leaves on these plants and she's leaving all of that in place. Did I miss that part? Yeah, she said, yeah, you missed it because she said, well, it seemed clear to me, but she leaves the roots in place. So I just assume that she cuts the, you know, the top part of the plant off and leaves the roots in the ground. You know, there's a saying about when you make assumptions. Yeah, it makes an ass out of you and me. Mm-hmm. My mom drilled it in my head when I was a kid, but that's okay. I'm already an ass. I don't need to, you know, I don't need any help. That's just my cover for missing that piece of it. So, um, anyway. oh, okay. All right, go ahead. So, so I, I will say this. If you're letting the leaves fall on the ground, there's a difference between that and creating mulch like you do where you chop it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so chopping the mulch, chopping the leaves will allow it it's much smaller a lot easier to break down when you leave the leaves whole bugs actually use that to lay eggs so that's why we rake them up like if i if they if my garden was full of leaves i'd pull all the leaves off i would chop them up then i'd put the exact same leaves back in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now i don't really know off the top of my head about oak tree leaves or any, any like different kinds of leaves itself that might from different trees. I know some trees can cause issues, but we're she's dealing with pests. So I would say yes, in my mind, leaving them whole laying on top all winter can breed pests. Yes. So I would chop them up. But I mean, I don't I doubt that she's, you know, going through in the spring and just like brushing leaves aside and leaving this mm-hmm. mat of leaves on the mm-hmm. ground. So yeah, that one's hard, though, because uh, just the Internet search for some of these leaves look pretty small. But again, it's I see some pretty large leaves, too. And, you know, you guys have seen it over the years, even going back to your childhood when you, you know, you're supposed to rake up those leaves. Then you got some rain and it's just this matted, wet mess. There um, it is. The benefit for kind of chopping them or shredding them is they're smaller, right? There's much more um, aeration. Is that the word I'm looking for? That sounds seems yeah. about right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it allows for drainage. Yeah, I was getting to that. Um, okay. So there is it like I, like you said, it's like this hiding ground for all you know these bugs and the eggs and such. Um, so I think a general practice, not knowing if it's going to um, remediate this issue that she's having with pests, but I think a general practice is to make those leaves smaller if she isn't already. Right. Um, the hard thing about this question is. It doesn't sound like we have an example of the bugs because that's just one of like you're going to get bugs and pests. And oh, we're not there yet. Oh, there's another part to this question. Yeah, there. This multi part. Oh, oh so. okay. I thought I thought you went through all of the parts. All right, so I'm going to pause no, no. and and let you get to the next part when we're ready. Goes to the next part. Is, okay. Are we going to cover the next part today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm in zone nine B, and we have lots of pest issues here, even without luring them into our gardens 
with brassicas. Should I not let the oak leaves and sycamore maple leaves sit on my garden bed? Should I pick them out? Thoughts? I really appreciate your time reading this hope and hopefully answering. So, okay, maybe it wasn't multi-part. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'm but just so tickled it- about it, though. <laughs> 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 are we going to cover it like now or are we going to cover it like in another episode? Like, how, how what are we going to do here? Um, yeah, no. So the, the one thing that's very important is the zone 9B mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because hot, it humid. doesn't mm-hmm. hot, mm-hmm. humid. And it doesn't you don't really probably get that real solid freeze like a lot of people mm-hmm. do. So, yeah, I would say after reading that you're in 9B, I would say, yeah, if you're just letting whole leaves lay on your garden beds, you're incubating pests. Way to come through with the details, listener. Um, yeah. Like that that does change things uh, when it yep. comes to where she is. Um, and you like, I'm leaning to the wrong side, but let me give you a. Oh, that's not. I want to give you. That's better. But um, yeah. the idea of not getting a hard freeze is significant. Right. So there's not that, that not that opportunity to kill off some of those uh, bugs and eggs and so on. Um so, yeah, I'm going to go with you that I hate to tell her to do this extra chore in her garden. Like, I, I hate yeah. to say it, but, you know, if she feels like and she's been gardening for some years, if she feels like she has more bugs than a garden should have more pests, um, I definitely think she should take the steps you're describing, you know, moving those leaves out, especially if it's to the point where she, the food isn't desirable. Um, yeah. There are, there have been on some days I've like just completely tossed some leaves out, like some leafy greens. Cause I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not even going to fight with all of this, you know? So I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's a whole movement right now about leaving the leaves on the ground over the winter to let mm-hmm. the bugs and stuff do their thing underneath. And mm-hmm. then kind of the, the thought I guess is, you could be getting more beneficial insects out of it than not. But if you're having specific problems, then I would say so. But also remember this. Gardens are going to be, yeah, you know, they're, you're, you're going to get a lot of pests. Yeah. Because especially in your area, if you're growing heavily, you've got a lot of rare and exotic plants. Like you mm-hmm, said, mm-hmm. you could be introducing, inviting something else in to your garden that normally wouldn't happen. But... I fight pests all the time. I don't know about... I mean, I know you do too. Like, I'm always fighting some kind of... Actually, this fall has been... I don't even want to say this out loud, but it's been really good because I have not been fighting a lot of pests yet. I've had um, the cabbage looper Mm -hmm. like two times and then I just... They just went away. So, I don't know what the story is with that, but I'm always generally fighting some kind of disease or some kind of pests. Yeah, I think um, so. The note, the things I've I've looked into when it comes to like this movement, if you will, for leaving leaves in place, it really kind of feeds into the you know don't disrupt your growing area. You know yeah. that ties back to like the no dig methods. Um, again, not my not my style, but um, I just I I'm gonna go with. Go ahead, give it a try, remove these leaves, you know, do it for the season and see if you see some improvements. Yeah. Um, Mulch them up. Yeah. Put them back in, you know. Yeah. And I mean, when you mulch them up too, you want to mix some of them into the the soil and you want to leave some on top. But it's like, you know, I put straw on my bed and I know it's not leaves, but uh, well, you know, I put leaves on my beds last Mm -hmm. year. They're gone. They're Mm -hmm, decomposing. mm -hmm. They're in the soil at this point. Yep. 
Now I still will go out there and I'll pull out a whole leaf from last year. So they're not breaking, those aren't breaking down. You know, if I had one that fell in or something. So, but I just don't want people to get the idea that like, if you go out and you do all the garden maintenance and you clean everything up, like you're not going to get pests because that's just not true. And it's just part of gardening. And I'm with you about them being icky. I remember when I first started getting, I was like, Ugh. but you know, the more I did it and you know, there comes times where I had to like handpick them. I got more and more used to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So it's just something that comes with time. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, it's not a bug. You know, I think it's the clusters. I had um, some trouble with white flies this year. And well, I've had trouble with white flies over consecutive years and um, they're itty bitty. Right. That at first glance, they just look like lint. Right. You know? yeah. and so, But they're freaking like as soon as you start spraying water to try to get rid of them, they're flying all around the garden. I'm yep. like moving my coffee cup, trying to get away from them. It's just oh, I, I you, listen, I overstand. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, there. I mean. I would, I would clean it all up, chop it up, mulch mm-hmm. it in, see if it makes a difference and just be prepared to treat, look at some different treatments for different pests and stuff like that. I mean, or do like Batavia doesn't cover either way, you know, it's something you have to take some kind of preventative measure and then also have some kind of plan for treatment before mm-hmm. you do anything. Mm-hmm. So fair enough. Fair enough. Well, so thank you so much, listener, for listening and loving the podcast and sending it in on BackyardGardensTV.com, which is also where you can sign up for free seed giveaways. On that note, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with our garden fails for the year. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. I hope you're enjoying the show today. If you could do us a simple favor and share this show or any one of our other shows on your social media, it would help us greatly. All we want is to help people grow in their gardens. And this is the one thing that we can do to get more people exposed to gardening and help them be successful in their gardens. We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners. So uh, I just, I have a confession. I feel bad when I said, thank you, listener. I felt like I should have said, thank you, gardener. I just, it's this weird thing I have. Okay. What can I say? Do you, do you want to say it now? Thank you, gardener, for your question. How's All that? Right. How do you feel now? Do you <laughs> yeah, feel, I feel better? Good. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel good. Okay. I feel like I was, give, I gave the respect that was deserved. Yeah. Your face lit up when you said, thank you, gardener. Did it? Yeah, it did. That's because mm-hmm. I looked at the light, but. Oh, no, no. Let me believe it. <laughs> <laughs> your heart was warm and it, it came through in your smile. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, garden fails. Wasn't this titled Garden Mistakes? I feel better about mistakes, right? No, those are two totally different things. All right, garden fails. All right, I'm committed. <laughs> Again. You committed? Yeah. <laughs> are you committed to airing all of your dirty laundry for the year? Yep, and I'm ready to go first as well. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, ladies do go first, so mm-hmm. why don't you just go right at it? So I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning of this year, not even the garden season, so to speak, but the beginning of the year, and... um I'm going to pepper this one with, I did a really good job at starting earlier 
Right. So this is the second year that I've started seeds indoors for the Mm -hmm. planting season. And I felt like I was behind last year. This year, I felt like I got my timing right. I started seeds. Uh, So just to kind of shape this, the part that I failed at, though, was um, I played the wait and see game. So I started seeds uh, probably around January. I started my peppers in particular somewhere around maybe March. And I had some trouble with some bugs, some pests indoors. Mm-hmm. Not going to go down the road of what it was, what caused it. I had bugs on plants. And I was like, shit. <laughs> and yeah. then I just kept on saying, well, you know, let me, we'll see what happens. Right. Mm-hmm. I really use my methods of outdoor gardening indoors. And I let a lot of time pass and that they multiplied. Um, and I, basically went from I see a few bugs to an infestation, which had a trickle down effect. So what I should have done was either, which is extreme, toss those plants, start over, minimally start some plants as a backup, or I should have stepped up and started to treat it because the way I approach my outdoor garden is very different. I don't have those same opportunities for maybe even uh, good bugs, good pests to come in and help me manage it. That doesn't exist in my indoor garden. So I just watched and watched until it got to the point where it was taking over the plants. And I spent a lot of time trying to save those plants. Ended up with a lot of smaller seedlings. Um, it, It made that experience a bit more stressful than it really needed to be. So can you, you, for the record, state what pest you had? Because I don't want people to think you had some creepy ass pests in your house on your plants. Oh, yeah. Because then when I invite everyone over, they're going to be like, well, we'll just step yeah, outside. They'd be like, yeah. Batavia's house infested with, you know. So it was there. I'm like 98 percent sure they were aphids. Aphids like I've never seen before. They were much greener than the ones I normally see. Mine mm-hmm. outside are normally either white or gray. Um but as I looked into it, which they can come across as green, um, and since you've begged me to go here, it was one of two things. Either I didn't sterilize my soil, period, like soil out of the bag, which is recommended and I did last year. I know everyone doesn't do it. I don't know that you do it either. Um, or originally I thought, and I still am leaning towards this, I brought a container that had soil that had been outside through December it was frozen. I brought it indoors. That soil thawed. And then I started planting in it. So remember, we talked about with the listener question, those eggs, right? They're frozen. And then at some point, uh, we talked about this a couple episodes ago as well. At some point, they will hatch and you will see the results in them. This is a listener question a couple of weeks ago where they said, will it help to cover, you know, um, for aphids? And it's like, no, you know. That, that's not going to help it. So anywho, the house is warm and, and cozy because that's the way I roll. That soil thawed. And I'm pretty certain that led to the beginnings of what were the end. Yeah, I um. So and I laughed at you on the air. Yeah. About you and your issue. And then I turned around, I had the same damn issue. <laughs> Never had it before. And I've been starting seeds for about eight years. Um, so. Wait, you said I've never heard of anyone. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Have it, never like, heard of it. I don't remember it. if that was both for sure it was on air, but you also said it to me personally. And I was I like, did. oh, come on. Um, so, yeah. And then I had the same thing. And I'm, I was with you. 
terrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you couldn't even see the plant. And mm-hmm. I was treating them. And remember, I think it was a couple episodes ago when I said, "Hey, you know, I ha- I did a video about aphids on my milkweeds and how to get rid of mm-hmm. them. And it was one treatment, and they were gone. I treated and I treated and I treated and I treated, and they didn't go away until." I put them outside yeah. and then really treated them outside with neem oil and the whole nine. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to treat my seedlings. And this is my fall garden. So one thing I did. So I don't think um, you said there was two reasons. One was you bringing in your soil and the other one was not sterilizing. Yeah. So not sterilizing soil, um, from what I understand, is for fungus gnats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. I've never sterilized soil at all. I mean, I get fungus gnats, but it's not really that big of an issue for me. Um, but it's, I brought in, I used, I reused some pots that I've been sitting outside all mm-hmm. summer mm-hmm. and I must have had eggs in them. You know, it's the same thing. I could have probably, I didn't even sterilize them at all. I think I would just rinsed them down, maybe rinsed them down and planted them. I got lazy. So I want to try to be quick because I want, I don't want to tell half of the story, which now in hindsight, I felt like I did. So saw the first hint of it. I was growing carrots indoors. I ended up moving the carrots and the containers outdoors, but I had this small, narrow container. I saw the beginnings of aphids on the carrot tops. And I said, oh, shit, you know, in my mind, I was thinking I was going to get the chance to move them outdoors pretty soon, but didn't. And Mm -hmm. in my mind, it's like, oh, if if I have to sacrifice this container of carrots, no big worry. It didn't occur to me that it was going to jump plants. And so remember, the grow room is pretty narrow and it ended up attacking not only the carrots, but also the peppers. So what I attempted to do after I finally decided I was going to do something, I ended up because I knew that, you know, their eggs in the soil, I knew that that's where they were going to be. So even if I could wipe down or wash or spray off the leaves, I knew I had to try to get rid of some of that soil. So for dozens of peppers, I was basically taking them out of the grow pot, washing away almost all of the soil, putting it in new soil, putting those roots, the pepper you know, seedlings at that point back into the soil. Like This was, I was in my laundry room for hours doing this, isolating the plants, watching, hoping, I completely pulled the, the uh, one of the shelves out and put it in a separate part of the basement, watching it, hoping, and guess what? Still damaged. Seeds that I started you, later on, again, damage, right? Yeah. I lost so, a lot of plants too. Do you know what that tells me? I you, don't know. You, you ain't got no damn life if you spend hours in a laundry room doing that. That shit makes me sad. You know what? If you want to judge me about what I'm doing in the, in the coldest part of Chicago in February and March and April, like if you want to yeah. judge me by that, go ahead. And, and hold on in year two of a, a freaking pandemic right now if i was in my basement five years ago which i probably was but here we are anyway all right no and it, you're you're exactly right though it, it is middle of winter mm-hmm. like that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing i mean it's not fun but it is something to do and i mean you were learning a lot at that moment mm-hmm. too i mean you literally went to seed starting college yeah. at that yeah. time you know you got your degree. So, yeah, I, I had the same issue. I didn't even think about that until you said, but I watched mine jump from Trey mm-hmm. to Trey. Mm-hmm. And I have four levels, a four tier system. And then I saw him go up one. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know. And then I started treating and treating and treating. And like I said, I finally got a hold of them, but, and I didn't, I don't think I really lost anything, 
but it was just a real pain in the ass. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, these things are struggling and I'm working hard and it just, it wasn't worth it. So yeah, when I say lost, I mean like it wasn't that they had eaten up because you know, the aphids, they eat the sap out of it. Right. So it wasn't that they had eaten up the plants like to nothing. It was more of these plants had been stunted so much. They were so yeah. small. I just made the decision at that point. Now I'm many weeks into this. So think yeah. about from the point of starting your peppers and there's a, a good period of time between when you normally start your peppers and your tomatoes. I was still dealing with this many weeks later. So planted them, they got their true leaves, you know, the peppers that is. And now I'm like probably, probably a month later, still trying to start my tomato plants as they kind of perk up and guess what i'm talking about probably about 20 or 30 feet closing the door with the problem plants but man man they are they're determined boy (laughs) well since you went on seed starting i'm gonna say on seed starting Mm -hmm. and in the fall i decided i was gonna do a test and i was gonna take regular soil um garden soil i'd seen um some very 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 big YouTubers do the same method Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm just going to take it and I'm going to put it right in there and um, it was the most epic fail you could ever imagine everything that I did with that did not germinate well it didn't grow well when I went back and I made my own soil like I had been everything did perfectly fine germination rates were great no there was no confusion nothing but mm-hmm. it was um it was really sad because i was like oh well maybe it'll just be easier because it's kind of a pain to go out and make your own soil you know mm-hmm. but um no it, it was to- it's totally worth it to do it um it was just it did not work out well so yeah so that was a big fail on my part But I wanted to do I wanted to do it so I knew that like, hey, in the future, like, no, this is not an option. Yep. So your seed starting mix, which I've purchased and but you have a really good recipe to start it. So you skipped that and you went like with straight potting soil straight potting soil yeah. because I had seen so many people say oh, that's all I use that's mm-hmm, all I do mm-hmm. and, and we, um, we've talked about how that seed starting mix it's not for many of the plants that have a longer life inside of your house before they go out it doesn't yeah. have all of the nutrients that it really you would really want for that plant right so I tried the same thing and I had mixed results yeah um, just skipping I won't do over it again. and starting Never potting again. soil yeah I'll never do it again so I'll go back to make. And the only thing that's a pain in the ass about making my soil is when I do the, um, uh, the peat moss, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to pre-wet it. Yeah. Because it will, otherwise it won't really, you know, it really needs to soak up mm-hmm, the water. Mm-hmm. So that's the only part that I'm like, ugh, I just like thinking about it just disgusts me because I'm like, great, here we go. Is there a video on Backyard Gardens TV on YouTube? With that no, mixture? because I was perfecting my mixture. Okay. There will be, okay. but I was really perfecting it and trying to, you know, because if I would have said like, hey, here's my mixture, but I didn't tell you that part, mm-hmm, like, because mm-hmm. I tried to do multiple things where like I didn't, I would just do it all dry and then I would let it sit in water mm-hmm. and it just never really took and everything I did that with it, then the seeds would fail or be really stunted germination rate. So yeah, for me, larger seeds. Uh, like cucumbers, um, sunflowers. I start my, I've started my sunflowers indoors versus direct sowing. Those seem to do okay in a slightly larger seed sale for me. And with potting soil, when I had some of those smaller, um, smaller seeds, you know, peppers, tomatoes, even. Yeah, not it didn't really 
there it wasn't an A plus for me. I'm yeah. not giving it up yet, but um, I'm not I'm not sold on you know, all of those people that basically have said this is the way they do it and that's the only way they're going to do it. Right. So what's your next one? All right. So my next one is it's added to my list of fails every year. Um, I got all of my poor little seedlings outdoors. It's the hardening off process. So I essentially let plants harden off far too long this spring. Um, And I'm now moving more so towards my summer crops I'm talking about. So I had things sitting in their pots for the longest time. I begrudgingly even ended up throwing away some starts. So all of my big plans of giving starts away and all of that stuff like that didn't come to, I gave a few, there is one gardener that's near me and I gave her and one of her friends who was starting a garden some um, transplants. But by then it was like, they didn't want a lot of what I had. So, um, the combination of starting too many of some things, even with some of that loss, and then two leaving seedlings, these transplants out on my deck for like, it was three weeks in some cases, depending on what it was up to four weeks. And think about how small those pots are by the time the season is warming up. Um, and these things want to be in the ground. So I ended up managing more loss again, one more hit more loss. And I could, I could have managed better. Yeah. And that's yeah, actually I, um, a pretty, I mean, I think it's a pretty rookie mistake. Although, I mean, this whole thing is still new to me when it comes to starting seeds, but I think I'm experienced enough as a gardener to know I've been buying transplants for eons. So I know about kind of their shelf life sitting on your, your back porch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they'll get root bound and they'll suffer. So um, drying out had, more quickly than you want, because, yeah. again, they're outside. It's warmer. The elements are out. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because I did that this fall and um, a lot of and it was a lot of them was just from those damn aphids. Mm-hmm, you know, I just mm-hmm. couldn't get them to where I wanted them and then I just let them go. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's all about I, I harden off in waves. That's what I do. And that seems to work pretty good for me. So, you know, I just, like I said, I have four tiers. So I'll start moving them around and getting them all ready. And then Mm -hmm. I'll say, okay, this tray goes out and this, you know, I'll move like each tier holds four trays. And so I'll use two tiers, two trays at a time from each tier and I'll separate them by about a week. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that um, one of the things I love about our conversations is while we've been gardening for roughly the same amount of time, our garden experience has been pretty different. And so Mm -hmm. I lean on you a lot when it comes to starting seeds. Right. Um, And it's a great example of how I bet it comes natural for you that there's a level of organization you have to have when you say you stagger them. Mm -hmm. Right. So there is the combination of like impatience that I'm still experiencing. It's kind of like, I just want to get them out there. Right. I don't want to be taking, you know, uh, the shelf one out today and leaving it out for 15 minutes and then shelf shelf uh, shelf two. And I don't want to do all of that. Right. So I want to take it all out. Right. You know, I want to wait, you know, and then that's not that's not served me well. But I also think I'm giving myself a bit of grace because I also think that as I continue this year after year, this will become more natural for me and or yeah. I'll get a notebook and just become more organized. One of those two things will happen. Well, first of all, you have a notebook. <laughs> and second of all, um, just remember this. 
that plant is not going to die if it has to stay in your house for another week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be just fine in the environment that it's been nice and happy in. So it's always better when in doubt, keep it inside and then you can move it out at your own accord. So, cause you know, once I get them outside, I'll push them out and they'll still sit in the pots and they, mm-hmm. sometimes they sit there for two, three, almost a month sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now at the end of that month is time, but you know, I'm constantly moving things out and hardening off in different stages but they'll all be sitting out there. Some of them will be going into the ground. Mm-hmm. I'll sell some of them. I'll give some away, this, that, and the other. So it's just part of it. But yeah, if you're in doubt, just keep them in your house, man. Mm-hmm. You know, they're already comfortable there. Unless you're getting some that are getting pretty damn big. And that's my big judgment, too, because I, I was really successful with this this year is I had some tomatoes that were really tall. And I had some that were really short. And so I'd say, well, hey, I'll move these tall ones out. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, I'm going to give these two more weeks. And sure enough, within two weeks, they were ready to go back out. Yeah. But if I if I go one step further, there is this clock in my head. So if you get and I don't I'm not going to pull up the exact dates. I don't have it that handy. But a lot of my plants went in the ground like the last week of May. You know, I'm not going to do this dance. I'm not going to get things in the ground on May 1st. That ain't going to happen. Let's all give up on that. Uh, However, I'm approaching June with transplants that are still on the back deck. And now we're getting into the hot part of summer. So if I am really managing them closely, meaning I'm watering them, maybe I have them in like not the sunniest, sunniest spot. Like that's the piece I'm talking about. So I'm trying to get everything out. Once I get everything out, I want to leave it out versus bring it back in because I need to get this stuff in the ground. Like it, it's like this compound effect, right? Because I already feel like I'm late getting these things in the ground and hindsight, you know, at the end of March or May now, I'm like, I could have planted this two weeks ago. Right. So, but this is all, it's all self-imposed, right? There's no one looking over my shoulder. It's just me, you know? And it it doesn't matter if you get it in two weeks late, it's not going to make that big a difference. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, it'll probably help you out because you'll be succession planting at that point. So you'll have things ripening at different stages. So that's my that's my excuse I give myself. I think that that works depending on the time of year. I think that that could work for fall, but for me, for summer, like in the best case scenario, take a Friday off and get them planted in the ground over the course of that weekend, you know, make it a three day weekend. Because remember for a pepper plant and a tomato plant, it's going to take my full season, my full summer season going into fall to real, for that thing to really produce. Yeah. No, I hear you. Mm -hmm. All right. What you got? You really want me to use up the rest of the episode with this? Oh, dear goodness. You know what? Based on that, my guess is it may be a twofer. I may join you in this fail. <laughs> so, um, my my wild garden. Oh, yeah. It, it, it is official. It needs to be reworked. I know I've said it a couple times, but it's like, it's, it's failed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was talking, Batavia and I were talking offline yesterday. And I was saying, you know, it's three years. I believe, yeah, this is the third year. The first year I had zero hopes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, well, no, let me rephrase that. I had huge hopes, but I was realistic about it. The second year, everything kind of did its thing. And then the third year, it just kind of collapsed. And then this fall is what really nailed it in the coffin for me, mm-hmm. put the nail in the coffin. And that's when I was watering, watering, watering. And I noticed things are drying up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why the hell is it drying up? Like, I'm literally watering at some points every day. And it, I it realized to me, I've got bad soil issues out there. 
And I can either mess around with it. I can double dig it and triple dig it and, you know, dig on down. Or I could just do it like I do everywhere else and build my raised beds and know what I'm growing in at that point. And I think that's going to be the best course of action for this because it's just become this like laughable thing now because it's like I'm producing a lot of food out of my main garden. Mm -hmm. And then what it's supposed to do, it's failing miserably at it's not doing it, you know. So by adding raised beds, like I'm going to lose some space out of that. But I'm also like I'm not really getting anything out of it because everything it just struggles so hard. So it's got a lot of weed pressure because, you know, it's virgin soil. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of drainage in it. It's nutrient deficient, Um, you know. So and doing it in ground like that, that's more vulnerable to pests, stuff like that. So I figure spend the money, build it up, Mm -hmm. fill it up, grow it up, eat it up. So that's kind of what I'm thinking, because if I can add, I'll add four more beds in there is what I'm thinking. I have to get out there and really measure and do some stuff. But that would be, you know, the four beds smaller than the ones I have in the back. But that would be four more beds that I actually would be growing food out of successfully. You know what I mean? Instead of just like, hey, this is this garden that you don't really want to talk about Mm -hmm. and you don't really want to look at, but it's there. So, yeah, it's that. Um, so this isn't my bag, but I know it is yours. Did you get a soil test for that area? I did. OK. All right. And I knew there was issues. Uh-huh. And so I did my amendments and everything. But I think with the drainage like it is mm-hmm. because we have really sandy soil mm-hmm. here. And I mean, I've put compost in it, but it just I don't think I can put enough. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because what I need to do is. I mean, if I wasn't going to put in raised beds, then I would need to dig the soil out of it and get it out of there and then fill it back in. And that's just, it's easier for me just to put some damn raised beds in there, you know? Yeah, it's a hard call given the wild thing it's garden. It's kind of the set it and, and leave it. Like that was the approach that you wanted to It'll take. It'll still be that way. And I love that idea. Like it's basically kind of a, a no maintenance type of garden. Um, and the idea of like bringing soil in, because that's all I've ever done. Like my maybe the first three or four years, I probably, maybe I put like a handful of new soil when I was um, growing directly in ground before I had ever built a raised bed. Um, but once I moved on to building raised beds, all I did was bring soil in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... But I think, I mean, I've been watching it and I've been rooting for the Wild Things Garden. Um, and I think we can still call it the Wild Things Garden. Um, we better be able it'll to. It'll still be. Yeah. It'll be grown that way. <laughs> I mean, because what I want to do is I want to take, you know, I'm, I do crop rotation. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. And I want to be able to rotate my tomatoes over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and let them grow the way they want to grow. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, I want to be able, like I was really successful with my sweet potatoes where they were. Mm-hmm. Last year, I really wasn't. And I think it was just totally the soil. Yeah. So last year, I got maybe 10 pounds out of a bed that was eight by eight. And this year, I got 40 pounds out of a bed that was four by eight. Come on, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's do the. Let's not even talk about math here. It's like no brainer, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that math definitely isn't mathing. Um, so am I moving on to the next one? Sure, okay. we can put that one to bed. All right, so I have one that's pr- probably 
general and this is broad and this is where I struggle with calling it a fail but if I don't say it out loud I'm not going to own it and then take steps to improve it this has been going on for far more than three years um I oftentimes leave food on the plants too long right yeah so I I'm going to say probably for every like type of vegetable that I've grown and even the fruits when it comes to some of the melons and my few strawberries, um, I let things get overripe. And that's kind of when your fruit, but some of my leafy vegetables, like I'm harvesting right, right at the point of like them bolting, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the simple answer is harvest younger but this one goes really deep and we don't have time to like for me to get over here on this couch and lay down and for us to have a session. This really speaks to my idea of saving and wanting to have things just in case. Right. So um, I do this in like in my home. I have multiples of things. I do this with food that I purchase. Right. Um, so I feel good. It makes me feel good when I can look outside and I know that there is their kale plants or kale leaves on my plant. And so I wait and I wait and I wait and I wait, you know, but it's there. If I need it, it's there. And I miss all those opportunities to actually enjoy those vegetables. And oftentimes the trigger doesn't happen until something starts going bad on the plant, meaning like leaves are discolored, leaves start to, you know, fall off, pests come, right? Um, So that goes across this year's spring garden, this year's uh, summer garden every year summer garden and actually I've improved just slightly in this fall in the fall garden um, and so it's not something I'm just going to improve upon next year immediately it's it's going to be steps that I'm going to have to take you know, right. and be more conscious of um, but all in all the end result is I end up losing more food than than I really should it's wasteful um, yeah and yeah And that also, just one more note, also, in some cases, when I do harvest, then I'm inside, you know, and I have like peppers, like I'm looking at it and saying, shit, you know, they're starting to get wrinkly, you know, still edible, but they're starting to get wrinkly. Um, And there's a a social media kind of piece there. But there's also that idea of like having a lot of a thing. What's the social media piece? I don't understand. The big harvest, right? Like, oh, you know, I have this video that I'm going to do. I'm going to wait, wait. I lost like five or six beautiful yellow bell peppers because I had an idea about a video I wanted to do with that particular bed and I just didn't get to the video. And by the time I got to the video, I was like, oh, I don't want to put that on camera. Um, And the other piece of it still goes back to if there is no social media um, that and I don't want to overuse the term hoarding, but that piece of like I have a lot of a thing like I've literally said I need to see how much I have of this thing to decide what I'm going to do with it. And that's just not the best um, practice for me, especially being in like this is like the third year that I've had more food that I've grown in across many years. So I need to, I need to have some better hygiene when it comes to the way that I manage that piece. Yeah, that social media piece you you talk about is I mean, it's a sad thing that it affects people to the effect of you know where that happens mm-hmm. because you don't want to waste anything. I mean, you work really hard for that, and then just to have to throw it away, it's just it's crazy. And the amount you know, of and guilt that I carry that I harbor with that. Yeah. 
And it's like I told you, like, my garden's always going to come first and all these things. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can't, I can't put anything else first because, you know, it's, it's like a, it's a weird thing because my garden has grown for my family. Mm -hmm. It's grown for me, my family and the people around me. But then you have stuff like the show, mm-hmm. YouTube, all these other things. And it's like, okay, well, the garden also benefit, you benefit off the garden because of that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to really like, and I tell myself, this, this is basically me giving myself a talk is I have to focus on where the importance lies and it's mm-hmm. always going to be my family. Yeah. And so like, I can't waste those things now on the same token. I've done the same thing. I've got some jalapenos. I picked like 50 jalapenos the other day. It was like the last big hurrah. And they're starting to wrinkle. Mm-hmm. I've got to go in there and I've got to do something with them. Mm-hmm. Because I waited all summer for my jalapenos. And I was like, damn, they're growing slow. Next thing you know, I've got like 50 of them. So I've yeah. got to figure it out. And it's just sometimes it gets overwhelming. And yeah. I can't stay on top of it, I think, is a big part of it. And it's like, because I don't want to just live in the garden, in the kitchen, mm-hmm, and in mm-hmm. this chair. Yeah. Like, I can't live, you know, I have to break it apart, yeah. so. Yeah, so I, uh, a couple of notes on that, and this is, like, I feel like I need to take this piece out, and we need to talk about an episode for this, because there's so many, like, um, uh, like, there's so many connections here. So, I can remember this before I even ever posted. Like, this is before Facebook, right? So, in my early garden years, I can remember this same thing happening, when it comes mm-hmm. to food and, you know, leaving it on the plant, a small piece of it is not sure when to harvest. But once I get that under my belt, still leaving it. So I know for sure that it's not solely the act of social media, but what social media has done. And here's your five dollar word for the day. It's exasperated it. Right. You know, and then you fold in that piece that I mentioned, which, again, it's really it's ingrained in me. Right. You don't want to run out of a thing. You want to have this available. And that's a part of a small part of what drives me to garden as well. Right. Um, So you fold all of that in and it's like it's it's a recipe for exactly what I have to do now. Right. Um, Now, the Mm -hmm. other piece, which I'm going to cut it here is there is the question mark around. Are you growing too much? Yeah, or are you not managing your time well enough to manage what you grow, process what you grow? Or are you growing the wrong things? Yeah. Challenge! One more. You got one more? (laughs) No, but it's funny because this isn't the episode to say this, but I'm going to say it because I don't give a shit. We we did the August challenge and we Mm. we had a realization. Mm -hmm. So I'm adding a new crop this year mm-hmm. so remember what is do you remember the one thing that i said like i'm not growing this ever again like i'm done can i say it sure potatoes no me yeah you the one thing the, i'm white not potatoes growing you weren't gonna ever grow no no one thing that i'm not ever going to grow again that i grew this year oh corn no. Three strikes? I don't know. Tell me. Why don't you just tell bush me? Bush beans. <laughs> bush beans. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Remember I said I'm not growing bush beans anymore, but they've always been a very big staple in my garden. Like, it's always in Like, plant your bush beans first so you get your first crop of bush beans. So, now I'm going to plant something. We're going to play a game. Oh, no, exactly. we're not. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm sitting here saying to myself, this is a couple episodes back. Like, didn't I tell you I hate when you ask me the question and yes. just instead just give me the answer? I've sat and here and given you two wrong answers. And now you're like, <laughs> let's expand this game. All right, go ahead. So I'm growing some. I'm going to grow something that grows exactly like a bush bean. Mm-hmm. Exactly like it. I'm going to grow edamame. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I was reading about it. And I mean, I'm sure other people have grown it. But I was reading about it. I need to do a little bit more research. But when you want to harvest it, you just harvest a whole damn plant. And then you pull it off. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm going to spend... 30 seconds, which really means three minutes in Batavia time. Um, there is something to be said about pulling the plant. I love cut and come again. I love like a lot of my early days of gardening were based on vegetables that, you know, like uh, that had fruit on them, peppers, tomatoes. So the thing stayed there and you just pulled vegetables off of it. Right. And so that speaks to me as a gardener. And I have felt almost anti. What do you mean you're going to pull the whole plant up? But there's something that's satisfying yeah. about that. So satisfying because you pull it, you can replant it or you can move the hell on. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I'm feeling it. Like I'm, this is my decision I've made. I'm adding other things to my garden as well. So I'm really, I'm actually, I'm very excited for the garden of 2022, but. Leonard, add that to our list. And yeah, so Ben is absolutely dipping into 2022 episodes here, but that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have to have a meeting with Leonard anyways about the whole email debacle, but that's different. So, um, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like I found a reason to something to replace it. Mm-hmm, you know, I don't mm-hmm. even know how we got onto this subject, but it seemed like it was a good segue into it. So, no, 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 absolutely. Um, that connects. That connects. Does it? Absolutely. It does. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I didn't hijack the episode because i feel like it's going down a different path real quick no no we're bringing it back around but it, it absolutely connects to it's that last bit of it which yeah. you know are we really growing what well, i won't go back up the funnel there all right yeah you got one more um yeah no nah. no nah, okay. i think i'm gonna leave it at that okay do you want me to give one more Sure, you can, or we can go to the recipe. All right, I'm just going to give one more, and I'm not going to dig deep on it other than saying, um, I was, I, I'm not going to count it as a fail. So, this is a bonus. <laughs> it is a realization um, that I need to practice a bit more gratitude uh, for my garden. I know. I know. I know. I know what you're thinking. I know you talk to me all the time. I know you know how I feel about my garden. Um, but, I feel like I need to be a bit more conscious of it. And that's me and yeah. a personal thing. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I had a realization too, but it wasn't anything like that. So, <laughs> 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 and actually I, I, it is now that I think about it, it is a fail. So I'll say it. Okay. Um, when I grow lettuce in the fall, it bolts really fast mm-hmm. because I'm so accustomed to doing the cut and come again method. And I need to just grow it, harvest it cut it completely like you get at the grocery store and then replant that's what i need to start doing so um dude i'm really leaning towards that more so uh, when i get to the spring although i have a bit more um my lettuce is done pretty well going into the summer but it's the space thing because i get all wrapped around the axle about like planting it in the best place because i want to make sure that that place isn't gonna you know i'm not blocking my summer plants there yada 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 Pull that shit up, man. It's a head of lettuce. You know, it's, yeah. you know, a single plant. Keep on moving. Yeah. Plant, 
you know, cut it and plan it, cut mm-hmm, it and plan mm-hmm. it, cut it and plan it, cut it and plan it. Just keep going. So um, I was just listening or I was t- talking to somebody the other day and he was telling me that in our area, he doesn't. And this is after I kind of thought about this. He said that he doesn't have lettuce growing. The only time he doesn't have lettuce growing in his garden is between the months of June and September here. And then otherwise he has them growing year round here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So oh, um, like all other months. All of the other mm-hmm. months, he has some kind of lettuce growing, mm-hmm. and he said that's how he does it. He just cuts it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I think in the winter time, you got to either be stacking it hard or just I don't know how that's going to work out, but that was an issue. But anyways, you heard it. We failed. Now we're not going to fail. One of us, which we have to figure out, is going to give you the recipe of the day. Ben, what question do we get asked the most? I would have to say it's probably more something like, what are the products we use in our gardens the most? Ding, 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 ding. That's the correct answer. Hey, there's an Amazon link below. When you get over to the Amazon store, know that you're going to be supporting the podcast, but all of the products both Batavia and I have used in our gardens. If you guys want some backyard gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. Roasted Brussels sprouts with garlic. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get about, I'm buying a pint of, of Brussels sprouts from the grocery store because I've yet to been able to grow them. I'm going to take I don't know, four or five tablespoons of olive oil or the oil of your choice. Um, the recipe that I use, I think it called for like three cloves of garlic, but I'm taking the Ben Gardner way and I'm doubling that. So I'm going with six cloves of garlic. Uh, and then my favorite, this is actually one of my favorites and it's balsamic vinegar. All right, so turn your oven on to 400. We're going to clean up those Brussels sprouts, trim in the bottoms of them, slice them in half, right? You're going to get that oil in a cast iron pot or pan, I should say. Um, you want to make sure that you're at the point where the oil is not bubbling, but it's kind of shimmering. Um, place your Brussels sprouts in a single layer. I say this all the time with roasting. I'll say it again. Um, so you're gonna put the sprouts down, put the garlic in, sprinkle with a little salt and pepper to taste. And then we want to put those inside of our oven now, right? That 400 degree oven. And we're going to cook those roast them for about 20 minutes. Uh, keep an eye on them. You want to flip them because remember, Brussels sprouts are pretty small. You cut them in half. You, I don't want them burned. Um, some people do. Um, once you pull them out of the oven, once they have the doneness that you like, you can add a bit more salt and pepper if you want. I don't. Um, but depending on your taste buds, and then you're just basically going to drizzle some balsamic vinegar on it. Boom, done. That's your side. Easy. Easy. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Brussels sprouts are, um, they have risen to be one of my favorite vegetables in the past five years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to say I, that, but. Well, we eat, a, we eat them almost probably, I'd say three nights a week. Really? Yeah. We eat a lot of Brussels sprouts in the wintertime here yeah. because remember we seasonal eat. So yeah, that's yeah. what's in season. Yeah, Brussels sprouts, they are on the list of when I do have them, I always forget how good they are, how much I enjoy them. 
But, yeah. you know, it's not something I commonly see in the grocery store either. Just a note. Not the grocery stores that I commonly frequent. Yeah, we see them. They're here all the time. Mm-hmm. It's interesting they don't have them up there. Well, I'm not saying that they don't have them in like the whole state of Illinois or anything. But Well, you know, in your groceries, I'm <laughs> surprised that they don't have them. You know, it's a pretty common vegetable, I think. But I don't know. Maybe I'm off. Maybe. So, uh. So what do you think? You think we covered our fails enough? I'm sure I'll come up with more as soon as we hang up. Well, I mean, I think I'm pretty cool with um, what we share because it covered all of the seasons, which I think is important as we close out the year. Um, I think it covered like different parts of gardening. Right. And then if I mean, if we would have went through my full list or your full list, this episode would have got dark and we don't want that. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. And I think it's important to, I mean, I wanted to go a little bit slower so we can get like, cause you know, if you had a fail and I didn't, I can help and mm-hmm. then it's vice versa. Mm-hmm. So we can also give that little tip or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a tough game, man. Yeah. It's a tough game getting out there and digging in the dirt. But what can I say? Someone's so, got to um, do it. They do. So everybody, thank you so much for being a part of the show and listening. And uh, let us know if you've had any fails. Uh, be brave. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. So um, we can all air out a little bit of dirty laundry because your failures will help other people learn as well. Here, here. But I did have what something to say? add um, as we're getting to the closer to the end of the year um ben normally speaks for us when we go through the thank yous but i do want to take a quick moment to say thank you to those that listen thank you to those that have contributed we appreciate your donations thank you to those that have uh decided to be a patron of ours we really appreciate the support and you're helping us get into 2022 so thank you yeah thank you so much and if you're listening and you feel so inclined to be a patron please join our community garden we'd love to have you over here because you guys are really helping us do this and grow this and help more people that's really our ultimate goal is to help as many people as we can with our gardens so hopefully we're doing that now (laughs) 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 through all of our riffraff and all that good stuff but uh you know we love you guys be safe out there um take this time and just reflect on your gardens i know it's starting to be winter time where you are so get ready and i mean think about it you're going to be starting seeds soon if you're not already starting seeds. So there you go. You're already on the path for next year. Kill the aphids now. I'm sorry. I can, sorry. Flashbacks. And until next time. <laughs> see ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your post and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.